Gift Biz Unwrapped, episode 308. There's a power within the targeting of the ads that Facebook has that nothing else has. Attention gifters, bakers, crafters, and makers. Pursuing your dream can be fun. Whether you have an established business or are looking to start one now, you are in the right place. This is Gift Biz Unwrapped, helping you turn your skill into a flourishing business. Join us for an episode packed full of invaluable guidance, resources, and the support you need to grow your gift biz. Here is your host, gift biz gal, Sue Monheit. Hi there, it's Sue, and as always, I'm thrilled that you're here with me today. If you're listening the week that this airs, you're particularly lucky because I have a timely announcement for you. As you know, I sponsor the At Home Craft and Gift Show. This is a virtual shopping show that gives you the opportunity to reach a national consumer audience. And the first one this year is in April. But, and here's the announcement, the early bird discounted price ends this Sunday. That's March 14th. So don't delay if you've been thinking about exhibiting, because not only can you take advantage of the discounted price, when you enter code GIFTBIZ10, no spaces, you get an additional 10% off as a new exhibitor. To hear all about the at-home craft and gift show, just jump back to episode 304. In that show, Robert, who's one of the owners of at-home events, and I talk about virtual shows in general and the at-home craft and gift show specifically. And since we go into detail there, I'm not going to repeat it all here other than saying, you want to consider this show. And you don't need to worry about being prepared, even if it's your first show, because we walk you through all of it. Go to giftbizunwrapped.com forward slash at home booth to register, and then make sure to enter in giftbiz10 to get your extra discount on your first booth. Acting fast and getting to this this week during early bird pricing saves you $150 off an already reasonably priced event. So make sure not to put this off, even for a single day. Moving on to the show today, yes, we are talking about Facebook advertising. But listen, you're going to hear some things about Facebook ads that will be new to you. We're not talking about hiring an agency. We're not talking about spending thousands of dollars on ads. We will be talking about how Facebook ads can help you with this continual challenge we all have of finding new and the right potential customers, but with a reasonable investment. Make sure to pay particular attention to Shelby's revelation at the end. She shares a strategy with us that most people have to pay for, but you, my dear Gift Biz listener, are getting it for free. Today, it is my pleasure to introduce you to Shelby Fowler. Shelby is the founder and CEO of Fempire Media, a Facebook and Instagram ad agency. She's obsessed with ads and helps women scale their businesses using paid promotion. In addition to running ad campaigns for her clients, Shelby also takes interest in empowering female entrepreneurs to set up and manage their own profitable Facebook and Instagram ads. On the personal side, Shelby loves reality television, Prosecco, and cooking with her daughters. I love that personal side, Shelby. Welcome to the Gift Biz Unwrapped podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited that you're here. And before we do anything else, I'm going to ask you my traditional question here. And that is, if you were to create your very own motivational candle, what would it look like by color and a quote or saying that you'd have on that candle? Yes, I love this question. So if you know who I am or you go see me on social media, I have pink hair and that is what I'm really known for. So I think it would make the most sense if my candle was pink. (laughs) And I think the quote on the candle would be, get it done. Short and sweet and to the point and results oriented. Yes, get it done. Have you always been a get it done girl? 
I have always been a get it done girl. I think I've kind of always been an overachiever. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can relate to that. And I think a lot of our listeners can relate to that too. Yeah. Do you ever find yourself in the course of a day or when you're doing something new that you have to go back and say, Shelby, just get it done? <laughs> and I think I relate to a lot of probably your listeners and that I am a creative. I do have to tell myself that sometimes because I go off on these creative like tangents in my brain. And I'm like, oh, this is a good idea. Let's do this. But at the end of the day, I do get a lot of things done because, well, one, I have to. But also, that's just kind of how I've trained my brain, I think. I'm thinking about this in relation to some of our artisans here, too, because we love the process so much of whatever we're making. Sometimes it's like, I'm just going to add a little bit more blue here, or this bow needs to just have a little bit more here. And at some point, especially when you're doing this for business and you have multiple pieces to create, sometimes you just have to finish <laughs> to get on to the next one. Or you can't have a business, you're never going to be able to produce product. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Interesting little conversation to start. Let's also go back to your start. Walk us through a little bit of how you've gotten to where you are here with Vampire Media. Yeah. I started my business several years ago as a kind of full service digital marketing agency. So I offered the full spectrum of services, like from social media management to ads and website creation and all of it. And I think a lot of us, when we start our businesses, we do all the things and then we realize quickly what we like and what we don't like. And that's exactly how my business evolved. I was doing a lot of social media management, a lot of website creation and offering ads to my clients. And what I realized is that I loved running, creating, and managing Facebook and Instagram ads for my clients. I loved being able to actually see the results. I think a lot of times we create something and then we don't get to see the final result. And so with ads, I'm able to help you literally scale your business. I can see the magic happen, the result happen in real time. And that's so fulfilling to me. Several years into my business, I decided I'm not going to offer any of the other services anymore. So I've been only offering ads for over a year now. I had a pretty large online community of people who would follow me for Facebook and Instagram ads, tips, tricks, tutorials. One of my passions is teaching it. And I think there's a lot of people out there that teach it in a very overcomplicated manner and it confuses a lot of people. And so I'm pretty good at, I don't want to say dumbing it down, but like making it so simple that anybody can understand it. And what I found was I was building this community and I really didn't have anything to offer them as far as support because they could pay me to run their ads, but most of them weren't ready to invest thousands of dollars in hiring an agency yet. That's when I kind of started a membership model and where people can join and they can learn how to run successful ads and also get my agency team support inside of the membership. They get access to, to us and with calls and things like that. Yeah, you know, I'm such a fan of that. Either membership or truthfully courses that have like a Facebook group support team or like any of that, because then you're able to serve way more people than you'd ever be able to serve one-on-one. -on -one. It also becomes more economical for people who are interested in following and learning because they resonate with the way you teach or show, or they just love you because of your pink hair, so you are their person. All those different reasons. I do want to ask your opinion on something. Okay. And I have an opinion through trial and error, but tell me what you think about this. And I'm not hiding my answer <laughs> from you intentionally. I just want to hear what you think about this. You know how you started out where you were saying you were doing all the services. So you would be posting for people and running their ads, all the different things. Do you feel that these are really more specialized services? Like there are agencies that will do just your posting, follow up all of that. There will be people then like you are now who will run ads. Do you feel like there are different skills and attention and focus and it's a good idea 
if you're looking at one or the other to find someone who specializes in that versus getting an ag- agency that can do everything for you. I have a big opinion about this. I think you need to figure out what platform you want to be on and hire somebody that specializes in that platform. I wouldn't hire, especially now as a business owner, I would never hire somebody who does it all because I think jack of all trades equals master of none. For instance, I'm really good at ads, like probably one of the best in the world. And I'm saying that because I've just put in so much time and we help so many people with it versus somebody who offers ads plus social media. They have a lot to keep up with and a lot to learn. And these platforms, these services are constantly evolving and changing. And with ads, for instance, it changes weekly. So if it's not what you do, you eat, breathe, sleep it, you're going to miss things. And ultimately, those people that do all the things are looking to people like me to update them on things. Whereas you just come to the expert and get the help. It's what we do, right? So for instance, like if you were really wanting to be on Pinterest, I wouldn't hire somebody that did all the things. I would go and hire a Pinterest expert because I know that this person is going to know all the things about Pinterest. They're going to help you 10 times faster than the person who does everything because they are experts. Right. They're going to help you faster and they're going to have better information. Plus, one of the values that I see with using an agency for whatever goal you have is they're also learning as they're seeing what's happening with their other clients. It's going to naturally happen, right? Like, Shelby, your experience, not that you're sharing what you've done with other people, but you're using the knowledge that you continue to gain by working with more and more people as you put in place ads for other people. Exactly. And you're doing that all day long. Yeah, I definitely agree with you on the platform specific. And I also, I think you're pretty much saying the same thing I am, is unless it's a huge agency where they have separate departments, if you're looking for somebody to do your social media content for you, then that's one company. If you're looking to have somebody do your social media advertising, that's a different company. And the two, and I've just seen from my own experience, we now, we've pulled all our content creation and posting back in-house, but I just feel like you don't get as much bang for your buck if you're trying to get someone who can do all of that for you. It's just my thinking and experience. I 100% agree. Everything's in-house here too, just because I think as you scale as a business, that makes the most sense financially and everything to have somebody in-house that does it, and you can train them the way you want them to do it. Well, plus they know the ins and outs of the business. That's one of the things that I found with content creation is you still have to feed them what's going on. Mm -hmm. They never are in the day-to-day vibe. I'm not discounting if anyone wants to do it that way. That's better than not doing it at all, I'm guessing. But having people in-house, and again, this is only from my experience. It works for me and everyone's different. But I like taking the content creation and having it done here. Plus, you can change things on the fly so easily. You know, if something new happened or something crazy happened, you spilled coffee all over your desk in the morning. That could be a fun thing to post on social media that your agency doesn't know about. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Things like that. But all right, so let's start with Facebook ads, okay? I know there's friction here from a lot of people about why do I have to spend money? Like I'm posting all the time. Nothing's working. Granted, maybe I need to do different, but I'm already seen on social media. I'm posting and I'm not getting results. Why then would I throw money at that thinking I'll get results? I'm stating that as maybe a challenging question just to kick it off, Shelby. Nothing like getting you right in the beginning. Yeah. But I think that's where some people are. They're just like not seeing where there's going to be the benefit. Yeah. Years ago, there used to be this magical time in Facebook land when you could post on your Facebook business page and you would get reach. People would see your posts. It happened. It was magical. You could grow your following and people would see your Facebook post. They would like it. They would comment. For free. For free. 
we call this organic marketing, right? Organic marketing, meaning that you are not paying for the reach that you're getting. You're not paying for the views. You're not paying for people to see your content. And so it was magical. A lot of businesses did really well. Then Facebook decided, hey, we should monetize this. We should make it so that businesses will pay to get their content seen. And so we entered an era of pay to play. Meaning if you want to play the Facebook game or Instagram now because Facebook owns Instagram, you're going to have to pay money to get your stuff visible. And I want to relate this really quickly for everybody for this to make sense. If you guys remember, Facebook came out originally, well, way back, it was the college campus face thing, right? Then they started evolving as a social platform. Well, you guys, they're a business too. So at some point, they have to make money to fund what they're doing that we are all participating in. This would be similar to if you went to a craft show, had everybody come into the craft show, and when they came to the table, gave all of your things away for free. You'd have no business. I think a lot of us, because Facebook was free earlier and now is changing, are like, wait, what the heck? What's this all about? Where if they would have started more with there was maybe free visibility on a lower level and then advanced visibility down the road, it would have been different. But because they started free, we're all frustrated. But again, if you look at it in relation to your business, you couldn't give away everything for free and still be in business. Yeah. Think of it that way. Yeah. And it's been this way for years now. So it's it's not a brand new thing, right? I think ultimately what we've learned in the last year is that we have to adapt and pivot when necessary. And so we're using their platforms to grow and scale our businesses. So we play by their rules because this is borrowed land. We don't own these platforms. And so ultimately know that I tell this to people all the time. It's like, as a business owner, Facebook wants you to be successful. And especially when you advertise on their platform, because that's how they make money. So if your ads do well, they make more money because you're going to spend more money with them. I think the distrust of Facebook is kind of at an all-time high. But remember that they want you to be successful. And ultimately, we're using this tool And it's a powerful tool. If we're able to tap into that resource, I see these results every day. And it's like, it's absolutely phenomenal. Well, that's exciting. I'm getting more and more interested. (laughs) (laughs) We were talking earlier that with an agency, pick the one or two platforms that you think you should be on because your customers are there and then work those platforms. And then maybe you layer on other platforms later. Do you have any direction about how we would know if our customers are on Facebook and or Instagram? Because we're not seeing the interaction with the posts already. Right. That's a great question. Your customer is on Facebook. (laughs) Period. (laughs) Period. The largest demographic right now on Instagram are women in their 30s. So if you serve women in their 30s, then you may want to be on Instagram. And especially for those that are making handmade goods, you're a handmade creator, and you want to showcase your products, Instagram is fabulous for that because you get to showcase all your photos of your things. But Facebook, let's go to Facebook for a second. Facebook is giant, okay? It is huge. And all of your ideal customers are on Facebook. There's so many platforms that you could be on. And I think it overwhelms people a lot. In fact, I'll just be frank. I'm not on all the platforms and I still get overwhelmed with some of the things. People tell me you should be on LinkedIn and you should be on YouTube. And you you know, and I'm like, where am I going to find all this time? Well, I kind of feel like a lot of The social media platforms have kind of diversified themselves, like Pinterest is more a search engine now than social media site in the old traditional terms. YouTube, same thing. But as LinkedIn, more connection, like business connections. But now that everyone is adding live elements and hashtags, like all of this, 
they're starting to remerge together again. It's kind of like when Target and Kmart started adding grocery, like everything started merging. That's what I'm feeling is happening now with social media too. Yeah. But to get back on topic, I think you're right. I mean, pretty much everybody is on Facebook in some way, shape or form if they're doing social media. I mean, there are still those outliers who aren't even getting on social media at all. That's not what we're talking about today. But I always tell everybody that no matter what, Facebook should be your first stop with the addition of Instagram or just by itself. Do you agree? Yes, because Facebook has so much data on its users. You log in on Facebook and if you search for something, it knows that. If you are talking about something in Messenger with a friend, it knows what you're talking about, right? It's not like they're personally reading this. You just have Facebook robots that are scanning words to see what you're interested in so that advertisers can use that data to advertise. If we're talking about shifting into organic marketing, so yes, focus on Facebook. You're going to post on there. Eventually, you're going to want to run ads to scale your business. And when you do choose to run ads, Facebook is the platform for you because of all of the data it has. So it makes it incredible for advertisers and business owners because I can target people who like pink candles. There's no other platform that allows you to specifically niche in targeting like Facebook does. Google doesn't do that. Pinterest doesn't do that. Nothing. No other platforms do that. There is a power within the targeting of the ads that Facebook has that nothing else has. I think you're absolutely right. If you're going to focus on something, go on Facebook because you have so many users there. And I know before I make purchases, I like to go look at their Facebook business page to see, are they a reputable company, right? Do they have good reviews? Are they going to get my thing to me on time, right? Are they trustworthy? I'm going to look to see what kind of stuff they have on their page. Shelby, I'm so glad that you said that. I've seen in the pre-chat, we talked a little bit about, you know, I was sharing with you who are our listeners. And this summer, I went to craft shows that were local here just to see how some of the face-to-face shows were managing social distancing. Mm -hmm. And in talking with a lot of the artisans and booth owners, they were getting on social and starting their business pages for the very first time. Many of them never even had a website because all they were doing was live. And for you to just describe what you just did, whether you saw someone in person, you saw whatever, like in a store, wherever, that you are going back and looking at their Facebook page is so helpful. That just confirms everything we're talking about. It's a validation, right? And having a Facebook business page is free. So there's that. And I'm always saying I want to get into more specifics about ads in a second. But the other thing I'm telling everybody is, yeah, posting on your page isn't going to get a lot of interaction. One to three percent of all of your followers are ever even going to see it. However, when someone initiates going over to your page, you need to have activity there. It shouldn't look like your last post was six months ago. Yeah. And there's more ad reasons, I know, to be having people following your pages and all of that. But I mean, what you just described, Shelby, I'm just going to say it one more time because it's that important, is having that page and being active on that page for the way Shelby is using it, because that could have been the make or break of you deciding you were going to make a purchase, right? And it has been many times. Yeah. So now we got that covered. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, Shelby, okay. I should run ads like I have no idea. It sounds so confusing. I'm not an ad or marketing person. Can I do this myself? So my first advice to anybody who's just starting to run ads, I'm very no nonsense and I am always kind of a straight shooter. Ads will amplify what you're already doing in your business. One of the first questions I ask when I get on sales calls with potential clients, I ask, How many sales per month do you have? Like, what is your average, especially for e-commerce? So for those of you that have physical goods that you're selling, what is your average cart value? 
when someone orders on average, what is that price point? And how many sales per month are you getting? If you don't have a lot of sales, my recommendation is never to add ads. Like don't waste your money. Keep marketing organically. Don't pay for anything yet until you are moving and grooving. Maybe you're making a couple thousand dollars a month and you're saying, there's only so much time I have to keep marketing. I'm going to have to scale this. I want to grow quicker. If you already have the sales and people are already liking what you're selling, that's when you add ads in the mix. Okay. This is so, so true. I mean, we all love the products that we make. But the market is the one that decides whether it's something that people are going to buy, whether they need it, whatever everybody makes is absolutely fabulous. The question is, is there a market for it? So what Shelby's talking about is you need to be seeing that there's traction. There are people who are interested in your product. And if they are, Facebook ads is going to help amplify that. If there aren't, then there's something you probably just need to tweak within your product. And I just have to say this, I have a program called Start With Confidence that helps you figure that out. Exactly which products of yours are interesting to people and people are gravitating to, and then how to make them bigger, better, adjust them in some way so that they get that traction. So if you're stuck right there, please go look at my Start With Confidence class. It will confirm that your product is right and ready to roll, or it will help you identify what small adjustments you need to make so that you get to the point where Shelby is talking right now, where you're seeing some business coming in, so people are buying, not just your friends and family, by the way. Yeah. When you have that first stranger buy, that is a huge celebration day, okay? So when you're having a few of those coming in, Shelby, that's the trigger point when you should start thinking about ads, right? Correct. Okay. You need to have enough data within your business before running ads. So there's a few things that you should know, and I'll share the two most important ones. You need to know your lifetime value of a customer. For instance, if you sell a reusable product, then you know people are most likely to reorder. Okay, so how many times on average are people reordering? What is the lifetime value of a customer? You want to know that number. For newer business owners are not right now, but listen to this episode, save it so you can listen to it again, maybe in a couple of months, because I think it's going to be important. And I think every business owner, especially those of you that are product-based businesses, you should know that lifetime value of a customer. A lot of people think ads are like this guessing game and you just like throw money out the window and pray that it works out. And that's just not a great way to run ads. There is so much strategy involved. And so I'm going to share with you a little bit about that today. But you want to know that lifetime value and you want to know your average order value. How much is on average every order you get? So if you have a product, if you only sell one product and it's 25 bucks, then that's going to be 25 bucks, right? Now, maybe you have a couple of add-ons when they buy. And so it's really more like $32, right? On average, I want you to know those two things, lifetime value of a customer and average order value. When you run ads, your cost per customer acquisition should be 30% of your average order value. I'm going to have a calculator right here. (laughs) Let's say that your average order value is $25. 30% of that is $7.50. Can you afford to spend $7.50 per customer, like getting a customer in the door? For a lot of people, if you have a reusable product and that lifetime value is pretty high, You may be willing to spend a little bit more than 30% to get a new customer because you know you're going to squeeze a lot more money out of that customer in the long run. This speaks totally to the point of it costs so much more to get your customer for the first time than to have them do repeat orders down the road. You know, this is the perfect example because you're paying all that money up front to use your example, $7. 
to get that customer. But then if they're going to end up being a lifetime customer of $300, it's kind of a no-brainer to spend that seven to get them for that first sale. 100%. Yes. So, and this is also ties into, if we look at it in this kind of holistic approach, is that this is why it's so important for you to have emails set up and you need to be on top of that because if you're sending automatic emails out to customers, thank you for buying, thank you for purchasing, feel free to review us on Facebook, and then you're sending reminders out, hey, it's time for you to reorder, that's going to help your business so much. Ads will help you bring people into the business, but they're not going to necessarily help you keep that customer. That's on your end, right? So you got to make sure that that's, you're on top of that. Excellent. Excellent ad. Yes. Wonderful. Some businesses are willing to break even on that initial purchase because of the lifetime value. Think about that. Again, if your lifetime value of a customer is a lot higher, then you might be willing to break even on that initial purchase getting of that customer. But overall, I say that you want to keep it around 30% customer acquisition. So what would someone do? Let's say they've been in business a year, Mm -hmm. okay? And a lot of their clients, I'm creating this scenario as we go, have purchased for the holidays. So maybe they purchased something for Valentine's Day. And of course, they purchased a couple of things for Christmas. But you have no idea when that person's going to stop purchasing yet because you've only been in business for a year. Is there a way to kind of guesstimate this lifetime value? I'm feeling like this is a place where people might get stuck here. Sure. Like they don't just don't know yet. Yeah, that's a great question. I think as long as you know your average order value, so you know, like on average, this is how much people are spending. Starting a business, the first two years is a lot of testing a lot of gathering data and figuring out what's working and what's not. And so it's not too soon if you're making sales, you're in your first year to start ads. Just know that ads are going to help you scale quicker than anything else. And they're going to help you gather data more than anything else. You're going to get all this fun data to work with. And those numbers will help you make boss, business decisions at the end of the day. So I have an idea. Mm -hmm. What if people for the first year have their list of customers, know what percentage have been repeat customers so far? Mm -hmm. And so that helps you dive into, okay, if I get a customer, there's X percent probability that they'll buy again based on my current history of only 12 months. Yeah. So that could start guiding you into you know, when you're looking at your numbers and what to spend, all of that. And your numbers, as you go in time, your numbers get more defined and more accurate as you have more data and more time in. Those are living numbers. They're constantly evolving and changing no matter where you are in your business. I'm sure Coca-Cola company is still looking at their numbers. I mean, they are like every week, right? And they're adjusting them and changing them because things always are going to change. With those, you just have to stay on top of them. That way, you don't lose money. And ultimately, those numbers will tell you, okay, maybe your ad is performing really well. You see that you can see in the back end of Ads Manager that your ad has been clicked on X amount of times. And so if we know that you should be converting at 2% on your website and you're not seeing that, then we need to make some adjustments on your website. It would take you probably a year to figure that out or more if you were doing it organically. How would you have that data otherwise? It would take you a long time to get enough traffic on your website to know that it's not working, whereas ads are going to help you get that data quicker because we're going to send a surge of traffic to your website, and we know that 2% of those should convert to buyers. If you don't see that number, then we're going to say, okay, It's not the ads. Now we know that there's something we need to tweak and adjust on your website to make it convert at a better rate. Does that make sense? Yes, that makes sense. You go that extra step with your clients. Like when you see the results, then you help them. Okay, let's look at this and this and this on your website. 100%. Okay. We're jumping ahead of ourselves. So let's get back to, all right, so these are the two things that you need to understand your lifetime value of a customer and your average order value. 
and the cost per customer acquisition should be somewhere around 30% of your average order value, right? Correct. Okay, so we've got that information. Now, how would we get started? I'm getting excited. Yes. (laughs) Our conversation continues right after a quick break. Yes, it's possible. Increase your sales without adding a single customer. How you ask? By offering personalization with your products. Wrap a cake box with a ribbon saying, happy 30th birthday, Annie. Or add a special message and date to wedding or party favors for an extra meaningful touch. Where else can you get customization with a creatively spelled name or find packaging that includes a saying whose meaning is known to a select two? Not only are customers willing to pay for these special touches, they'll tell their friends and word will spread about your company and products. You can create personalized ribbons and labels in seconds. Make just one or thousands without waiting weeks or having to spend money to order yards and yards. Print words in any language or font. Add logos, images, even photos. Perfect for branding or adding ingredient and flavor labels too. For more information, go to theribbonprintcompany.com. Okay, so there's several components to a Facebook ad. So you're going to want to either have product shot. So if you can get some photos done of your products, those do really well with ads. People like to see the tangible assets that they're going to get if they click on your ad. That does really well. I would suggest, I tell everybody, you don't have to necessarily go hire like a professional product photographer. You could do this on a smartphone. I mean, they take really great photos. Just make sure you're on a clear surface. I always like to get, you know, those boards you can buy at the grocery store, at the dollar store, and they're just like the, for presentations. The whiteboards. Yes. Yeah, those whiteboards. Yeah. And you could do like put your product on top of that and then take a shot from overhead and then it looks super crisp and clear. And you could use that as your graphic, your photo in your ad. You're going to want to create your ad inside of Ads Manager. I know that we chatted a little bit about some of the mistakes people make when running ads or thinking that they're going to run ads. And that is they think that running ads is done on the Facebook platform, like on your Facebook business page. There's a section called Ad Center, and you can click that. And what you're essentially doing is creating a boosted post, which is not an ad. Thank you. <laughs> you will want to go inside of Ads Manager. Okay, wait, wait, wait. So you are saying do not boost posts when that little signal comes up. This post is doing so well. Spend $5 and I'll show it to more people. Do not do that. And you're saying that's not even an ad. That's not a real ad. Okay. Did you hear that, everybody? (laughs) Yay. (laughs) Okay. Don't go inside of Ad Center on your business page. You want to go to Business Manager. You can type this in inside of Google. You can Google it, Facebook Business Manager. It'll pop up, click on it, and then you can click on your account, and then it'll take you to Ads Manager. It's all done inside of Business Manager. Yes, and it's connected to a business page. Correct. So if you don't see it, it's because you don't have a business page. Correct. And this is where it gets a little technical. So for those of you that are like, okay, you're losing me here, right? I get it. This is like, and also I think it's a little confusing to like verbally say things. Like I can show you how to do it and you would get it. So I recommend YouTubing it or you can find me on social media. I've done several videos on this or you can find me on social media, ask me, message me, and I'd be happy to point you towards a resource to show you exactly how to do it. Will you give me the link later and we'll put it in the show notes? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Perfect. So you guys reference the show notes and you'll see the video. Perfect. You'll want to do it inside of Ads Manager. Once you have your ad submitted, it goes through a review process. And Facebook essentially is looking at your ad, making sure that you are complying with their rules. You're not breaking any rules. And then typically it'll get approved within a couple of hours. If it's during like political unrest or something's kind of going on in the world, it might take a little bit longer just because there's more eyeballs on things to make sure that the content is, again, not going against their standards. 
So I tell you that just so you kind of have an idea. I have a lot of people that will contact me and be like, it's been 12 hours, you know? And I'm like, it's totally normal, especially if it's your first ad, it will take a little bit longer. It won't take more than a day, but it might take a little bit longer. What if the ad gets rejected? That is so normal. Don't freak out. (laughs) And so then what do you do? Do they tell you why it's been rejected? It will tell you why it was rejected. And it doesn't mean that you broke any of those rules, (laughs) which I know is like, it's crazy. But what you'll do is you'll get an email typically that'll say, hey, your ad was rejected. And you'll get a Facebook notification as well. So you can go back there and it'll tell you what rule that you broke. Now, how it decided that was a Facebook bot went through your ad and something triggered it. And it doesn't mean that you actually broke a rule, but go and look and see if what they said you did, did that happen? Like, did you really break that rule? And many times you probably didn't. So you right then you can click submit for another review and then a person will look at your ad and approve it or disapprove it. If it gets rejected again, no big deal. You can recreate that ad really quick and then just make some changes so that it gets approved. But it's super normal. Even us ad agency owners who do ads all day long, we get ads rejected all the time. In fact, I got one rejected this morning. Don't freak out. Yeah, that's happened to me too. And they just resubmit it and it's fine. Yep. We're going to get into some mistakes and all of that too. So you might be sharing things on that end over there as well. Now, I know we skipped, and we have to because of time, but we skipped from the product shots to once the ad is created in Ad Manager and you're submitting it. But in that interim section, that's where you target who your audience is going to be. You maybe do multiple ads, all of that. And that's too much for us to chat about right now, I'm guessing. I'll tell you a quick tip on that is that for targeting, okay? When you are running your ad, you're going to pick who sees the ad. And I like to run the same ad to four different groups. The same ad, meaning the same visual and text and content? Yep. Okay. Same ad to four different groups. I like to do this because I want to see which targeting groups, which audiences are actually performing best, and I can test it so that we make sure we get optimum results. What I do is I run the ad and then don't touch your ads for two days, okay? Don't touch your ads. You're going to get nervous and you're going to feel like you should move something around or change it. Do not do that, okay? Don't touch your ads for two days. I like to give it a good like four or five days, usually about a week, and I see which groups performed best which targeting groups performed best and then I will shut off the ads to the groups that didn't perform as well and I'll move my ad budget behind the groups that did really well because I know that if that did well with this budget if I add more it'll probably do really well it'll do even better I recommend doing that that way you have data That totally makes sense. You give it time, like the 48 hours, you're giving it time just to kick in and get a feel. And then you see what's resonated. And I've done this before. And Shelby, it's the wildest thing. Like my very least favorite image will be the top performer. And it's one that I didn't even want to keep in there because it's maybe not on brand for me or whatever. But it's the one that's performing. Yeah. So you just never know. And the thing with images and graphics, if you choose to make a graphic instead of showing your product, know that everything on Facebook is blue because that's their branding and everything is square or rectangle. Your computer screen is and then the boxes on Facebook. What you're looking for is a pattern interrupt. When people are scrolling through Facebook, you wanna catch their attention. You want them to stop their scroll. So if you're using a lot of blue or if you're using a lot of square rectangle like angles, then it's going to go missed. People are going to scroll right past it because it looks like everything else. So what I always recommend is brighter colors, even if it's not your brand colors, there are some brighter colors that you can make 
go with your brand. Okay. So that it's not a complete. <laughs> it's I'm laughing because that's the one that performed. Yeah. Shocking, bright, in your face colors. Yep. <laughs> yeah. If you see my ads, you will see, which if you guys go to my Facebook page and you like it, or you go to my website, you will start to get my ads and you'll see that they are loud and <laughs> they're not my favorite graphics ever, but they perform really well because they're bright and they're pink and they're yellow and they're funky and people like that, right? Because it makes you slow your scroll when you're scrolling through and they look at it. Plus they're happy. Yeah. Can you give us a little bit of guidance about cost? You know, when you're just starting out, you're running your first ads. Let's just go with what you were talking about. You're going to do one ad to four different audiences to see what performs the best. What type of dollars are we talking about as we're testing? Yes. My rule of thumb is to spend at least whatever your product is. So, okay. So if your average order value is let's say $25, I would spend 30 bucks a day. I would just round up to whatever your product cost is. And the reason why is if it costs you, it's going to take about two days for Facebook to figure it out. And then let's say that you're getting 30%. It costs you 30% to of your average order value to get a new customer with ads it's going to take you a couple days to get enough purchases for Facebook to realize like, aha, Sue, your products are liked by these kind of people. Oh, like this is the kind of people that are responding best to your ads. Let's send that to more of those type of people. Facebook is trying to get all this data and figure out who wants your stuff, right? They're trying to put it in front of the right eyeballs. And if you're not spending enough money, then you are not letting them get enough data Quick enough. I could see people being like, gulp, $30 a day. That's a lot of money. This is new and uncomfortable for me. But I'm thinking $25 is your product. A couple of days, maybe you're not getting any sales. And we're talking about direct to sale ads right now. We're not talking about ads that are going to give you more visibility, like come follow my page, right? We're talking about direct to sale. And so think about it. If you make one sale, You've paid for your advertising for that day and you've gained a new customer. Mm -hmm. I think so many times our mindset is we're spending the money and we're never going to get it back and I can't afford to spend that money. But if you think of it as you're spending the money, but your bucket is going to get replenished and as you keep going, it's going to be just not replenished with what you spent, but replenished with more. Because your ads are going to continue to perform better. And that's why it's important to know your numbers. Because then you have a lot more confidence going into it. And then it's like, okay, I know that it's going to take two to three days. It might take two to three days to get my first order because, again, Facebook is figuring out who wants to see my ads. And then you start to get those orders in. For instance, we have a client who sells a planner. And we're spending now about $50 a day. We didn't start that high initially. But... Her ads, like for every eight bucks she spent, she was getting an order. And so we decided, hey, let's bump your daily budget. We upped her daily budget slowly because we wanted to see like, okay, is she going to get more orders? Oh, she did. Great. So then we know we have a lot more data. Like for every eight, nine bucks spent, she gets, and her planner is about, I think, $50 now. She gets an order. We know she's going to get like one day she got 10 orders. And so it's initially going to be shocking. And for her, it was, she was nervous because she was like, okay, I'm spending $30. It took a couple of days to get the first order. And then it was going, it started really moving and grooving. And, but we know her numbers and we know that people are spending this much money and it's a quarterly planner. So they're going to have to order for the next time. And then the next time and the next time for us, it was a no brainer to run these ads, right? To get these sales in. Right. Because at some point it just becomes a mathematical equation. You know, if you routinely see that what your results are based on the dollars in, if you enhance those dollars in, it all keeps funneling in with those same percentages. But the trick is, and that goes back to the very beginning, 
is to have the traction from the start that your product is something that the market wants. 100%. Or you've chosen the right product. Yeah. Because some people have, like someone who's a potter, for example, people aren't going to buy ashtrays, right? But they'll buy mugs. Also to make sure that you're selecting from your grouping what the right product is that you're going to advertise. They'll still come over to your website and look and see everything else you have. Yeah, my recommendation is whatever your best seller is, start with that. This makes so much sense. So let's talk about some of the mistakes that you've seen. So we can put some cautions out there for everybody. The biggest one I see is boosting a post instead of running a real ad. We touched on that already. So make sure that you're running your ad inside of ads manager. The second tip I have for you is not spending enough money. And again, we kind of covered that a little bit. When you're not spending enough money, then it takes days or maybe even weeks to get a sale. So you're going to be like, man, I'm spending money. I'm not getting results. And it's simply because you're not spending enough money. So Facebook doesn't have enough data to send your ad to the right people. So this sounds to me like a caution. If you're not ready to commit to that kind of budget, then just wait. 100%. Because you're going to walk away saying Facebook ads don't work when really you just haven't put the commitment into the Facebook ads financially. Yes. Okay. The third is not to give up when it isn't working. Oh, that's a hard one. (laughs) But listen, it happens to everybody. You have slow days in running ads and you have great days in running ads. It's always slower on the weekends, but you'll still get sales coming in. It just might be a little bit slower and it might be a little bit more expensive to get those sales. But we're not looking at what it costs you per day. We're looking at lifetime. So it's going to average out because you're going to get really cheap sales during the week and there might be a little bit more during the weekend. So it's going to average out and it's going to be fine. I'm also going to say, I'm thinking, I'm just bringing up my ideas here. And Shelby, if I'm wrong, say, no, 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 Sue, that's not right. (laughs) Okay. But I'm also thinking, you know how it takes a few views sometimes for people to actually click through and they might click through and then think about it. But then your ad comes up again, they click through again, and they make a purchase. Yeah. Even on the weekends, if you're just getting some people seeing it again, it's reinforcing in their head oh, yeah, I need to look at that. It's psychologically helping advance potential sales too. Agree. I definitely agree. Again, you want to look at your metrics. So when you go inside of Ads Manager, you'll be able to see what is your cost per result. Like how much are you spending to get a sale? You can see how many clicks you have. You can see all of those numbers right inside of there. And you can go very detailed, but that can be a lot for people. My suggestion is to figure out, you need to look at that cost per result. You need to look how many clicks you're getting. And if you're getting the clicks, but not the buys, then it's your page. It's your website. And you need to fix that immediately. So my suggestion is you could pause the ads until you get that fixed, but don't give up on ads because the ads are working. Your website isn't. That's not the ad's fault, right? Now, you may come across times when your ad isn't working, right? You're not getting the clicks. If you're not getting the clicks on your ad, then you go back to the drawing board and you say, hey, is it the targeting? Is it the graphics? Is it the ad copy, that written portion of your ad? Which one is it? Let's test and try other things. Let's try another graphic and see if that makes it better. Let's maybe tweak and adjust some things and then see what happens. Don't give up. It's kind of like, I think we've all seen that visual of the two men and they're digging tunnels and one of them gives up right before they hit the diamond, right? And then the other one keeps going. And so don't give up because success is just around the corner. But don't be oblivious either. If you're just not looking at it, then you're wasting money. But go back there and look at those things and see, okay, is this good? Is my cost per acquisition good? Is my cost per result good? If it's good and I'm getting sales, it's working. If it's not going well, then why? Where is the bottleneck 
in the funnel, right? In the situation. Is it the ad or is it my website? Is your cart abandon rate really high? On average, your ad to cart abandon rate is going to be 68%. Is it more than that? If it's more than that, then you may need to do a little bit of work. All of this, there's so much gold in everything that you said. First, I'm thinking as I go back and think about what you just said, in a way, need to switch our thinking to Facebook ads start to prompt the sale, but really what they're doing is prompting the click to go over to your website. Yep. But something has to have provoked them to take interest in it. But then when they go over to the website, and this has to do, I'm thinking, with your product pages. Does that further entice them, make them feel comfortable, your whole website overall? Because some people are like, I don't even know this company. Who are they? You know, your About Us page. Like anything else they might click into, you have to make sure that that's all on point too. But our mindset of, I'm going to run a Facebook ad, that's going to directly get me the sale. No, it gets you the click over to the final action of the sale. Right. And then the other thing I think is also important to make sure to say is if things aren't working and you want to switch things up, only switch one thing up at a time. Because if you change your images and you change your copy at the same time, you don't know which one it was. Exactly. Oh my gosh, such great information. So the three mistakes, boosting a post through the ad center, Mm -hmm. not spending enough to really give Facebook a chance to work for you. And then if it's not working, giving up instead of looking at the numbers and doing some tweaking. Exactly. Those are the big three. I think about the budget thing being like, you need to put enough gas in the tank to get far enough. And if you're only putting a little bit of gas, the car's only going to get so far. Yeah, you're not going to reach your destination. Exactly. Just make sure that you don't need to spend an obscene amount of money. I'm not saying that. And I think there's definitely a way to do it. Here's the thing. Most people go into ads. It's super normal to be a little bit leery. And most people go into ads not spending tons and tons of money We have clients that are now that spend $30 a day, $40 a day, $50 a day now, but they didn't start at $50 a day. They started at more like $20 or $30 a day, right? And then we have clients that are spending like five grand, 10 grand a month or more and some more, right? But it's super normal to start off lower, get your feet wet, look at the numbers and don't be intimidated. If you need help, Go find somebody like me who can help you and look at the numbers with you and tell you like, hey, don't worry. This is what this is telling you because it all tells a story. Okay. I know we need to get to closing out here, but this has brought up another question. Okay. I've heard people talking about, you know, you can run Facebook ads for $5 a day, (laughs) but are they talking about really... Like, are you totally against that? Or are they really talking about ads to gather the community, like ads to build your Facebook audience, the page audience, not directly to the sale, just to get more people who are following your page, which can also help you when you want to run more advanced ads too. Yes, this is a very specific strategy that's taught. And I believe in it. It works. We actually use it for my business, the $5 a day ad. I'll tell you the strategy. Here's the secret sauce. You don't have to buy the courses that people sell on it. Like I'm going to tell you what it is right now. What it is, is that you're going to do a video. Okay. You're going to have a video. It's going to be two minutes or less because you're going to run it both on Instagram and Facebook. And so in order for it to be on Instagram, it has to be less than two minutes. Okay. So make sure two minutes or less, you're going to introduce yourself. You're going to do a little training. You're going to show who you are. You're going to talk about your business. Hey, I've been in business for 12 years. I'm a potter. I make custom bowl, whatever, right? Here's some of my bowls, whatever you're doing, okay? Talk about your business, why people would think about why people would want to buy from you. What's awesome about your business? What's awesome about you? Share your story, whatever. Two minutes or less, keep it simple. And then you're going to post it on your Facebook business page. And then you're going to go inside of Ads Manager, not Ad Center, Ads Manager. And you're going to create a new ad. 
When you create an ad, you're gonna run it as a video view, a video view ad. So once you click create an ad, you're gonna click that button and it's gonna say, pick an objective. You're gonna click on video view. And then when you go to create your ad, you can put in the targeting that you want. So think about groups that you really want to target. So maybe it's people who like Pottery Barn and people that shop at Whole Foods. Like you're looking for that type of clients, right? They have a little bit of money. Think about those kind of stores that they would like. Where would they shop? Think of that kind of stuff. And so you're going to pick an audience. And then instead of uploading the video, you're going to click on an existing post, use existing post, it says, click on that. And then you're going to find the video that you just posted on your Facebook business page. You're going to click on that. It'll pull it up. You're going to run an ad to that video. Now you're targeting the people that you really want to get noticed by. You're getting visible. Essentially, this type of ad, this $5 a day ad is only for visibility. It's for you to get eyeballs on your website, on your page, on you. And then you click submit, you're gonna run the ad, you're gonna get people that watch the video. It's gonna run your ad to people who are more likely to watch videos, okay? Then what you can do is you run this for $5 a day, you probably are not gonna get sales, okay? I'm just gonna be straightforward with you. You're not gonna get sales from this type of ad you're not going to get anything other than people looking at your stuff, knowing who you are. When you run ads straight to your website for a sale, like a conversion ad straight to your checkout page or whatever, right? What you can do is target people who have watched that video. So now they've already seen your business before. They already know you like you trust you. They've watched your ad you can target those people and those audiences convert a lot better. Well, that makes sense because you've already warmed them up. You've shared who you are. Mm -hmm. So the steps are you create a video. I'm going to say for every maker, be at your production table, your station in your shop, nothing super fancy, just very casual. Say who you are, what your products are, why customers love your products, something like that. Very short and sweet. I know it's nerve wracking, but go ahead and do that. And then I'm thinking, Shelby, shoot, just take a picture of yourself for that initial post. Then you can write all the wording so that it's already there. So you don't change that then in your ad, right? It's an introduction of you to everybody. Then you do the ad in ads manager, choose video view, Instead of uploading the video again, you go back to the post that you already did that includes the video. Select your correct audience, $5 a day. This is a way to start building your following. Whether they come and like your page or not, it's been triggered that they've been over to your page. So you can use that for later. But this is great when someone's just starting. And what you can do is you'll be able to see who likes that video. As you run ads, people will watch it and like it. And so you can go back on that post on your business page. Because remember, you posted it first on your business page. So you can see the actual video. And you can see who likes it. You're going to click on that. And you can invite all those people to like your business page. Oh, perfect. So if you don't have a community yet, you're just starting, this is a great first strategy. Yeah. Costs a little bit of money, but let's face it, these days, $5 is a cup of coffee. You know, it's like $150 a month. Yeah, that's in the olden days, a, new, a very small newspaper ad. Yep. And that ad went once and this you'll be able to use over and over again because the people who are coming, it'll just grow and grow and grow. Exactly. Shelby, that was a wonderful gift to give us at the very end. <laughs> I love that. Thank you so much. You're welcome. So great information. Where can people continue to hear all the goodness that you provide? What's a good place for us to send them? Yes, you can find me at fempiremedia.com. And I will have soup, my free Facebook group in the show notes. So you guys have access to that. There's tons of free tips, tricks, training. I do live training several times a week on Facebook and Instagram ads. 
And if you ever have ad questions or you want us to help you figure out if your ads are doing well or not, you can always screenshot stuff and post it in there and we'll help you. I'll have I'll give you that link so you can share that. I think I already have it. I think I have your free group link already. The only link I need from you is that video that you had mentioned way in the beginning. So if you can send me that, that'll be great. Give Biz listeners, you know, the show notes page has all the goodies for you, all the links. You don't have to write them down here. Shelby, thank you so much. This has been so interesting. I've learned more about Facebook ads. I'm almost thinking I want to go and try one myself. I mean, I have someone doing my ads, but now I'm like wanting to get in there and play around some more too. (laughs) I probably should. We all should know a little bit about all that stuff. So thank you once again. I so appreciate you being here and I look forward to seeing all you Gift Biz listeners starting to run some ads. (laughs) Yay. Yay. Take care, Shelby. Thank you for having me. On behalf of all of us, I want to thank you again, Shelby, for the amazing visibility video strategy. Anyone who acts on this, please circle back and let me know your results. Just direct message me over on Instagram, at giftbizunwrapped, of course. (laughs) I'd love to hear your experience and your results from this video strategy. Next week, you'll get to hear from someone who exhibited at the At Home Craft and Gift Show last year. She shares her experience, but also how her business got started and continues to grow. I'm not going to give it all away here, but let me just add, she's doing this while being a mother of two and maintaining a full-time job outside of the house. She's incredible and a fabulous example of what's possible. As a final reminder for the early bird pricing for the at-home craft and gift show, Jump over to giftbizunwrapped.com at home booth, register for your booth by Sunday, March 14th, and make sure to use the code giftbiz10 to get an additional 10% off. I'll connect all this up for you in the show notes in case you can't write it all down while you're listening. Thanks so much for spending time with me today. If you'd like to show support for the podcast, would you please leave a rating and review? That means so much and helps the show get seen by more makers, so it's a great way to pay it forward. It's also best to subscribe so the episodes automatically download to your phone. I was just looking at some of my analytics for the show, and over 70% of you subscribe, so you get the value of making sure that you don't miss one single show. How do you subscribe? Just pull up Gift Biz Unwrapped on your podcast app of choice and tap the subscribe button. Easy. And now, be safe and well, and I'll see you again next week on the Gift Biz Unwrapped podcast. I want to make sure you're familiar with my free Facebook group called Gift Biz Breeze. It's a place where we all gather and are a community to support each other. I've got a really fun post in there that's my favorite of the week, I have to say, where I invite all of you to share what you're doing, to show pictures of your product, to show what you're working on for the week, to get reaction from other people, and just for fun, because we all get to see the wonderful products that everybody in the community is making. My favorite post every single week, without doubt. Wait, what? Aren't you part of the group already? If not, make sure to jump over to Facebook and search for the group Gift Biz Breeze. Don't delay. Come join us in Gift Biz Breeze. Today, 